Laporte, I'm Chris Hewitt and welcome to a very special edition of the Empire Podcast. Warren Beatty is one of the most legendary figures in cinema as an actor, producer, writer and director. He's been involved in classics like Bonnie and Clyde, The Parallax View, Shampoo, Dick Tracy, McCabe and Mrs. Miller and many, many more over a career spanning nearly six decades. Uh, after a Kubrickian hiatus of 18 years, uh, during which he uh, had several kids with his wife, Annette Benning, he's back with Rules Don't Apply, part Hollywood love letter, part tale of sexual politics, and part story about the later years of Howard Hughes, the infamous billionaire whom BD plays. Uh, I spoke to Beatty this week uh, in a top London hotel, as they say in things like this, and what followed was a freewheeling and fun conversation with an absolute legend. Oh, and Warren Beatty was there too. Uh, Now, before we begin, some notes. Beatty is a man who weighs his words very carefully, as you'll see when I ask him about politics. Um, But he was also relaxed and conversational about his brilliant career, so much so that he doubled the length of the interview and even found time to eat cake halfway through. So apologies if you hear some munching. But we talked about tons of stuff, including, of course, Rules Don't Apply, Bonnie and Clyde, The Parallax View, Elvis Presley as well. Uh, I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Here he is, the great Warren Beatty. Uh, We're delighted to be joined on the Emperor Podcast by the great Warren Beatty, producer, director, star, writer of Rules Don't Apply. Have I missed any out? Um... It's hard to it's hard uh, to keep trying. Attempt to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's four yeah. jobs, mm. uh, which I imagine is four times the pay as well, which is which is uh, not bad. Not necessarily. <laughs> uh, <yeah. clears throat> um, what's your favourite uh, aspect of that? Of the producing, direction, writing, and acting. If someone told you your next movie, you could only do one. What would you prefer? Well, I would have to say probably producing. Really? Because. Um, in my, you know, it's kind of a bad word among many, the producing. Mm -hmm. But when I began, I realized that the people that I was lucky enough to meet, because I was this kid Mm -hmm. and I came into Hollywood, having made a movie with Kazan, who was extremely good and the picture worked. And so suddenly I was embraced by Sam Goldwyn, Daryl Zanuck, David Selznick, uh, you know, um, on and on and on. I could go, and and uh, Sam Spiegel. Wow. Um, and and I realized that they were the boss. Yeah. So I like being the boss. I also like being um, the person who puts uh, the committee together. Because yes. I think movies are made by committees. Yes. And then various praise is heaped upon various people. <laughs> and, um, but, but, the, but, but what I think is the, the most fun is to have a, uh, 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 a dialectic that yeah, of can include uh, uh, a friendly arguing. Yeah. Sometimes passionate arguing, <laughs> and then uh, have the uh, the um, the director mm-hmm. to have the final decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like the process of, of 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 working with a bunch of people. Yeah, and and hearing. Um, I I once. Uh, I, I, I'll tell you who got me onto that at the beginning was I was lucky enough to know Stanley Kubrick very oh my, well. Yeah, of course. At the at the before he was what's the word for Stanley? Uh, well, where do you begin? Genius, yeah. recluse, yeah. all of the above. Okay, I've, I've I've avoided the word God. Yes, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Stanley was so much fun. Yeah, and. Uh, he always said to me, uh, "Always have arguments, but but never have a one-on-one argument. Always have at least three people present oh, really? for an argument, okay. and four is better, maybe, or five or six. But if if they're just two of you and you're arguing, it can it too easily becomes an ad hominem yeah. uh, contest. Yeah, and to avoid that, so I I um, I really enjoy that element of it." Oh. It's, um, it's, um, I, I don't like to be lonely. 
Now, yes. there have been times when I have produced and directed and written and acted. Uh, by the way, this is one of them. I did it with Reds. I did it with uh, with uh, Heaven Can Wait. I uh, I did it with Bullworth. Yeah, of course. Um, it's not as much fun. I, I could make certain sexual analogies, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can't imagine what you mean. You're right. Yeah. Um, so... Um, it's more fun with three people. It's more fun with four people. Well, I didn't, I want, to, I, I didn't want to go that far, but <laughs> let's say it's more fun not being alone. Let me, let okay. me put it that okay. way. Let's, yeah. let's leave it at that. Yeah, I want to be very careful about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes... Because uh, somehow my words will end up as your words. People will listen to this and yes, go, Warren Beatty said... I, I should be very careful. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Of course. No. Um, it's, be, it's better that... Uh, it's better not to do it alone. <laughs> and um, um, But even when you're doing it alone, you're not really doing it alone because... Um, it, it it takes a lot of people to make a movie. Absolutely, but, but it's interesting you chose uh, producing Warren because uh, you know I've read so much over the years about your your acting, your producing, your directing. The the one thing I don't really hear or read much about is your writing process. What is that like for you? I think you could call it insane. Um, <laughs> I I um, it's it's in constant. Flux. Mm -hmm. um, it's um, I, uh, there are so many things that you see happening, and when you acknowledge that they're happening, then that has been a change that must be respected the following day. Yeah, of course. Um, I, I I always come back to that axiom that character is plot, mm -hmm. but then you have to say, well, particularly in a movie, casting is character. Yes. So so then casting becomes plot. Yes. So uh, you, you you it's kind of a form in which you deal with what you get. And um you might have had one thing in mind and and the actor um gives you something else better. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's not better, but but it's, but yeah. if if it's better, you certainly take it. Yeah. Or it can spark you off in a different direction. Which, it puts you into yeah. a different and then and, and something can be made very clearly, clear with one shot that can eliminate three pages. Um, I won't try to be funny here. <laughs> <laughs> but um, did that happen with this movie? Because I know that uh, a movie about, this isn't a Howard Hughes biopic, no. but a movie about Howard Hughes has been floating around in your head for I think for, it's a movie a about two young people who are... Um, um, strongly affected by their religious backgrounds, mm -hmm. who come to uh, the uh, to Hollywood mm -hmm. uh, that uh, doesn't have the uh, um, religious present mm -hmm. that uh, that Bible Belt has, who, who come to Hollywood both of whom to work with a man who represented uh, power and money and publicity and mystery and and uh, um, a certain amount of uh, of uh, lascivious behavior, etc., and have to cope with. So, I, I always felt he was a good op obstacle. Yes. For this relationship, just as um, the consequences of American Protestant Puritan sexual repression that made us. The laughing stock of other countries um, is um, an obstacle yeah, to a love affair, and a love love story needs uh, an obstacle. Is that where you started, though, or did you start with Howard Hughes, and then the the love story no, grew, no, grew no, from? No, no, no. I started with wanting to do a story of coming from Virginia, the girl in 1958, and the boy comes from Fresno. Uh, that's when I came to to, mm -hmm. to Hollywood, and um, the more I thought about Howard Hughes as um, as the central uh, figure, it's I, I'd have to say it's a kind of a triangle. Yeah, but it's definitely not a biopic, and um, and um, I also 
question the truth of anyone who went so far out of their way to be mysterious as mm. Howard Hughes, mm. or I sometimes say Greta Garbo. Yes. I mean, uh, enough with the mystery. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, that would not be possible today with the technology that we are either, you could say, graced with or saddled by, uh, that we would know the... We would know things about people that, of course, depending on how they got out of a taxi, you know, <laughs> that, that it would be that that kind of uh, I'd have to say phony mystery. Yeah, um, doesn't really. It's not fair to say phony mystery. That kind of a mystery. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Or self-created mystery um, is difficult now. Yeah. Um, and of course, I mean, you you, you haven't made a movie, uh, you haven't directed a movie in in, in uh, seventeen, eighteen years. But it's not like you have been as as Howard Hughes was or Stanley Kubrick was. You have not been a recluse. You've been you've been there, living your life. Well, I have a life. Yeah. I have these four kids now. Yeah, and uh, I I'm just uh, it, it's the best thing that has ever happen to me and each one of them are are more interesting to me and more fun and yeah. than any 50 movies and <laughs> so i had a rather extended uh, uh i guess what you would call i wouldn't call it bachelorhood i would call it un unmarriedhood <laughs> yes uh, i was yeah, and 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 uh the thing that i was always uh, afraid of was not marriage but divorce yes so film suddenly became something that was secondary in your in your life or maybe even uh, well i didn't want to just go in and 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 take acting gigs yeah um and and to 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 do a movie for me to do a movie acceptably I have to be pretty much concentrated on it. Now I'm going into what they call empty nest syndrome. Yes. Um, I, I think that um, I'll, I'll be doing more of that. But also I spent a lot of time, and I guess it's a luxury that was afforded to me by having an early, early success with, with, with Kazan and Splendor in the Grass mm -hmm. and being sort of, becoming well-known by 1959 and mm -hmm. 1960. Yeah. I, I have spent a lot of my life in political uh, activity. Mm -hmm. um, and um, that was hard for me to... Um, I don't want to use the word escape. Hard for me to not be interested in. Yeah, of course. Of yeah. course. I, I've read several profiles uh, about you, Warren, where you say that you had no real interest in running for office because you didn't think you were qualified enough. I don't think I said I wasn't qualified enough. Mm -hmm. I think I might have said I wasn't generous enough. <laughs> uh, okay. I, yeah, I think I was qualified. Uh -huh. um, I, 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 I think it's, it's possible I was quite qualified. Uh, <laughs> overqualified, perhaps. Well, I wouldn't say overqualified because okay. I don't think anybody is. But, but I would say that... Um, that um, I, I, I wasn't uh, uh, generous enough. I, I, mm. I, I used to think that running for office would be like running for crucifixion, <laughs> uh, and and I I uh, I went through some uh, campaigns with uh, some. I, 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 I've been through quite a number of presidential campaigns. Of course, yeah. And um, I, I, um, I, I just, um, I was never uh, unselfish enough to, to do that. Looking at the current landscape, where we are now, politically, do you sometimes, do you, do you maybe regret not running for office? Do you, uh, do you think, I could, have made, I could have made a difference, given who's in the White House at the moment? I didn't hear you. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'll ask it again. Uh, yeah. Do you sometimes feel that maybe you, you, yeah. you should have run? Uh, 
I think I should continue to pretend I didn't hear you. Uh, it, it's. Uh, 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 I. Uh, it might be for the best. It well, be for, for one best. thing, here I am, I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm, um, I have a movie, and then I want the movie to be understood. I don't want people to think, oh, they're going to go see a biopic of Howard Hughes because it's not, and, mm-hmm. and I want to make it straight and so on. On the other hand, it's so irresistible to me to be talking about things that are also irresistible to you to talk about. Absolutely. And uh, that has become theater. Yeah. And although I've always been a liberal, mm-hmm. you know, some of my good friends have been conservatives. Ronald Reagan was a friend of mine. Yeah. I had yeah. a lot of fun with him. I would get in a jocular argument with him every time we'd get together. We'd have a lot of fun. He once said to me, you have to remember now, he said to me this when I he had invited me to bring Reds to the White House, a three and a half hour movie about a communist. Yeah. You know, the, the, uh, So at intermission, by the way, last movie made with an intermission, uh, he said to me, what you got to remember now is that there is no business but show business. And and he was not joking. He yeah. was he was very serious, and 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 he said, "I don't know how anyone could be president today without being an actor." Yeah, of course. And he wasn't being funny. Of course. Um, so when you the, the the word that when you start talking uh, when when I start talking on this subject, the word that I I have to avoid over and over and over is ex- excrement from the bull. Uh, and, and, I, and I I just... Um, um, and and it, 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 re- it relates to um, money yep. in... Uh, and, and what should I, what I would say, uh, special interest money in American politics. So, um, the closeness or the intimacy uh, of my life with politics and 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 politicians. Um, the bottom line is uh, no, I don't think uh, I don't think I should have done it. Um, I, I think that. By the time I got around, for instance, to doing Bullworth, I yeah, thought there's only one way to do this, and is to do it funny because the the, the situation is preposterous. Yeah. There's always um, this subject of um, of the conflict between art and politics, politics and art, and then if one is pretentious enough to take to call movies an art, yeah. And I always quote David Lean, who once said to me that politics, excuse me, that movies uh, are the great near art form of the 20th century. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there's. So you're not quite. You're money not, does yeah. get in the way. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> look at this. Oh, well, cakes. Uh, money. This is. Uh, Actual cakes. I. I uh, it's it's very beautifully laid out. <laughs> Nothing but to find us here, Warren. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Um, but but the um, um, money does get in the way of art, and money yeah. does get in the way of politics. Absolutely. Are you familiar with my political background at all? I am. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you know, I've I've been there. You've been there. You absolutely and, have. Um, I've seen it. I've seen what it has has cost. Mm. Uh, very good men and women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes a it takes a certain very interesting, very you know, very uh, stubborn may not be the right word, but a very interesting type to go into politics knowingly. I think, especially someone who's been so close as you have, yeah. and can see what it's done to people over the years and the way it's chewed people up and spat them out. But uh, but uh, it is it is fascinating nonetheless. I mean, but. Uh, you mentioned David Lean there, Warren, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, again, in a, in a previous profile I read of you, you said that how you came to London and how you became friends with David Lean and how he had, how you, he talked to you an awful lot. And what, I just wanted to know what that, that, that friendship was like and, and the sort of things that he would say to you. David Lean once asked me to do a movie, mm-hmm. and 
This is too interesting to just pick one. <laughs> I think we should make a deal here that we should cut them in half. Okay. Because you, do that? you know I'll take the one that you wanted and and you'll take the one I wanted or something. But if we cut okay. them in half, everyone's everyone it wins. Be half. It's Everybody a, wins. It's it's a um it's what we would call a redistribution of wealth, which is <laughs> what, what we're basically talking about here. He had asked me to do a movie, and I didn't want to do the movie because I wanted to play the other part. And he was very impatient with me. I have to be... I, I Let me think about this now. Whether I don't want to be indiscreet. Of course, of course. I, I'd love to tell you the story, but, but... Uh, I don't know you well enough. This has to be. This has to be off. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. No, I don't want to waste your time. All right. But but after we finish, I'll tell you the story. Okay. All right. But but um, and I won't communicate it to anybody that you yeah. you have my but word. I did David Lean a big favor. I did. And, and, oh really? Okay. Yeah. And and um, and um, and I never heard from him. Okay. And, and then and a, a few years later, he came to Hollywood. And he called me and he said, I think I owe you a thank you. And I said, oh, really? And, and then we went out and had dinner. Mm -hmm. I have never had such specific, frank advice as I got from David Lean. Wow. And, um, yeah. Amazing. But Amazing. I, I would tell you this story. I'm just thinking about the, in the story, how many people involved in the story are alive. And so far, I can only think of one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and about eight other people. But, uh, yeah. Okay, okay. He, he was great. All right. And, um, but that, that reflects back onto the, uh, you said about, if you had to pick a, a spot, uh, yeah. you know, and I yeah. always think of Sam uh -huh. Spiegel. Yes. And David Lean, uh -huh. how they uh, said they had never worked together again, and then they worked together again, <laughs> uh, and uh, and the importance of collaboration. Absolutely. I mean, you have over the years met pretty much everybody there is to meet, whether in politics or film. Uh, it's extraordinary. It's an extraordinary cavalcade of people that you've met over the years. But the one person you didn't meet. Is Howard Hughes. Is Howard Hughes. Yeah. Uh, no, can, no, you're leaving out someone. I'm leaving out. Of equal importance. Who is... Greta Garbo? Yes. There we go. There we go. I was going because you mentioned her earlier on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. But you came close to Howard Hughes. You were in the same... You were in the same I, as far as I know, I might have come vicinity. close to Greta Garbo. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> but I... I uh, <laughs> when did you not meet Howard Hughes? I, I want to know the, the, the story. When did this. I not meet him? Yeah, because you came very close, didn't you? You were in a, you were in a hotel, and he was. You th he may have been there, huh? Is, is, he may have been at the. Well, hotel. I'll tell you the story. Okay. I've told it so many times that you probably won't print well, it. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get the best version of it now, huh? I'll get the best version of it because you've honed yeah. it down. This is this is perfection. Well, I was afraid. I was very young, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but I was whatever they call it, a movie star or something like that, and that, and I was. Um, I thought I was being followed by the tabloids, and often I, you know, I, that I go way back. And um, I was at the Beverly Hills Hotel, and I thought a couple of guys were following me. So finally, I called the desk and I said, "I, I, I um, want to tell you how disappointed I am that you are allowing uh, the tabloids to uh, follow me. Mm -hmm. And um, I said, well, could you hold on, Mr. Beatty? And I said, yes. I was talking to the desk. Yeah, of course. On the telephone. Uh, um, he called me back and said, Mr. Beatty, those, those people are not with the tabloids. I said, well, how do you know? Well, um, they're with Mr. Hughes. I said, are, do you mean Howard Hughes? Mm -hmm. Are you telling me I'm in the next suite from Howard Hughes? Well, we don't know. <laughs> well, what are you saying? Well, he has eight suites. <laughs> I said, eight suites? Yes, but confidentially, Mr. Ray, he also has five bungalows. Wow. I said, eight suites and five bungalows. Now, that there, there's a comedy. 
<laughs> and uh, that was my first near. But not that I ever really... I, I knew a, a number of people who knew him very, very well. Uh-huh. I knew uh, Kirk Kerkorian. I knew Greg Boutzer. I knew uh, Jane Russell. I knew Gene Simmons. I knew wow. uh, Terry Moore. I, I knew... Yeah. It goes on and on. Faith Domergue. Wow. I, I, people spoke very highly of him. People liked Howard Hughes. He was not a bad guy. Yeah. I, I feel that there was something deep within him that might have liked to have been a movie actor. Quite possibly, yes. You Quite know? possibly, yeah. Um, he sort of handled his movements, etc., in a way that Greta Garbo did. Mm. Uh, and it's interesting that there is a, a version of that bungalow sweet story in Rules Don't Apply. There's a, it's a slight twist on it where he, uh, he has numerous suites at the hotel. And there's a, a very funny scene with Oliver Platt trying to find out That's where right. Howard Hughes is staying. That's where those jokes come yeah, from. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, and... and um, yeah. Which is uh, something you sat on for, what, close to 40 years? What's that? You, you sat on that story for close to 40 years before making it into a film, which is... Uh, well, what do you mean so it's like saying it sat on your, on, 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 on your <laughs> kindergarten for... Uh, hundred years. I mean, something happens. It's not like... Mm-hmm. But um, there's a really interesting... Uh, talk about layers. There's a really interesting layer that runs throughout Rules Don't Apply, which is this blending of fact and fiction. So you have Howard Hughes, who's a real person who exists, existed, uh, and you have wrapped around it this, this fictional story. How did you know... Was it a difficult, difficult balancing act getting the injections of fiction and fact just well, so what I think is that people who say they have fact don't know what they're talking about mm-hmm. well, it's print, print. I used to have a quote of Napoleon's uh, when I started the movie that said history is a set of lies agreed upon <laughs> uh, yep. I uh, had another one from Henry Ford said history is bunk yeah um, if you're making a movie and you're pretending to be someone else you know who are you kidding <laughs> so well, they, they say you know, cinema is, is uh, truth 24 frames a second but right. not in this case so you, you what you do is you try to Take what is involved in that person's life and uh, and see and say what you want to say with it. Uh, with all due respect to Clyde Barrow, mm-hmm. I'm not a really much like Clyde. Yeah, this um, is true. The, the um, uh, there are times uh, when I thought maybe I will go ahead and. Um, and and call the uh, character uh, by another name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought no. There's something about the fame that he constructed yeah. for himself. Yeah. That sort of. Meaningful because I mean he went out of his way to be um, well known. Yeah, of course, absolutely. But didn't want the details known, and wanted to have a sense of privacy. Mm. All of this <clears throat> is a sort of a of the self merchandising of a movie. Star, yeah, absolutely. Um, and and um, how he did present himself in public, and he, and he really did. He had a ticker tape parade. Um, um, <laughs> well, he was a he was a showman. He was a, he, he was, was a showman. He was flamboyant in so in so many ways. He was a showman. And, by sticking with Howard Hughes, I think mm-hmm. you have 
uh, a really ready-made, very juicy character to get into. I mean, we, we hear him before we see him in the movie. Uh-huh. But his entrance with uh, that scene with uh, Lily Collins uh, is very interesting, where he comes in, he's obscured in shadow, uh, and he inspects her. He's basically inspecting her. Mm-hmm. Very mysterious, very enigmatic scene. A lot of fun to play, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It... it, it uh it um I, I i i i'm afraid that i don't take howard hughes as seriously mm-hmm. as maybe some do <laughs> you know. uh. that's a fair point fair yeah, point yeah uh, you also mentioned there warren uh clyde barrow mm-hmm. and bonnie and clyde amazingly is 50 years old this year mm-hmm. uh I imagine your thoughts turn towards movies when they hit anniversaries. Obviously, you you reunited with uh, with Faye Dunaway at the Oscars, mm-hmm. uh, which I believe some people there was some people saw the Oscars. <laughs> I think that, that was there was there was something that happened at the Oscars, but that's that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Um, what was it like, though? I mean, did, do you do you think about Bonnie and Clyde? Do you think about what that movie meant to you in your career? Well. Um it it um what what, what i um it 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 was uh, an interesting sure uh, yeah. I, I, I i i at a certain point i thought I'm going to have to take charge myself mm-hmm. and create what I do. Now, in what stages will I do it? And I think I felt that in my first movie. And, and who helped me to feel that or to think that was Kazan. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, um, it took me a while to go ahead and admit that I was going to direct. I could have directed Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have a dialectic that uh, would make me feel freer, really. Yeah. And um, I, I, I always felt that's why you asked me if I had to pick one job. Yeah. It would yeah. be putting it together and saying, okay, now we're going to have an argument every night. Uh, you're the director. <laughs> I'm the producer. And uh, if we don't have something to argue about, we'll find something to argue about. <laughs> and uh, we will have someone else present. Yes. And we will uh, argue it out. Now, when I did this mm-hmm. on the, the first picture that I did with uh, as a producer, which was with Arthur Penn, who was a very good director, I had done a movie with him called... Uh, uh, Mickey one in which I simply felt it was the obligation of the actor to comply with whatever the auteur yes although he hadn't written Mickey one mm-hmm. um, and and I I, I never uh, questioned so so uh, Arthur I asked Arthur if he wanted to direct Bonnie and Clyde and he turned me down I asked Willie Wyler George Stevens I went I was turned down by uh, ten directors. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to direct it myself. I came back to Arthur and I said, "Look, let's do this movie and have an argument every night, and then uh, and then we'll, and and we'll have someone else present, yeah. so that we can't. It doesn't be just an ad hominem contest. And um, and then in the end, we will the, the the final decision will be made by the director, and you're the director." Mm-hmm. Um, but I get to talk as much as I want, and and the uh, the irony of it, and we both laughed about this because I would wind up at the end of the discussion, sixty uh, percent of the time having his opinion, and he would wind up sixty percent of the time having my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was fascinating, and this continued right up until the the picture was finished it was really enjoyable yeah but as as uh, as an actor 
uh, as you say, you have to, initially you thought maybe you had to do everything that the director said, uh, but as a producer actor, that's not the case. So no, it's of, because in advance yeah. I, I said no, I want to discuss everything. Okay. So everything. Arthur, yeah. So it wasn't the case if, if, if Arthur Penn said something that you, as an actor, did not want to do, you would not do it. It would never. I would discuss it. it. You would discuss it first, absolutely. And um, and um, I remember particularly one incident where Arthur had an idea where he wanted Bonnie and Clyde to enact their own funeral. Yes. It looked like things were, and I just thought it was a terrible idea. And I said, uh, "This is just, you know, it's not, it's not, it's, it's very pretentious. It's very." And no, he really wanted to do it. And so we argued and argued and argued, and and then that that's when we were in Texas. We didn't shoot this till we that scene till we came to California, uh-huh. and um, and. Uh, I I thought well I okay maybe this will be a, a, a good idea and so uh, I spent about three days not saying anything and then I was really into the idea and we were ready to shoot <laughs> and you know what I'm going to say don't you By all means, I walked in and I said you know Arthur you really you were right about this it's going to be this is the point. They did know what was going to happen to them, and, and they saw it. And uh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. And he said, well, I have to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some bad news, Warren. Yeah. I've got some bad news. Yeah. And, uh, and so, uh, and we didn't do it, uh, the funeral. Mm-hmm. But... Um, that's kind of the fun of the game of making movies is to be able to kick it around and kick it around and and it it, it helps with all of the changes of mood that people who are moody enough to be making movies uh, um, uh, benefit uh, by it's interesting I wonder what your your uh, Bonnie and Clyde would have been like, um, and you you wanted to direct that. Did well, you... I feel that Bonnie and Clyde was my Bonnie and Clyde. Indeed, but as a director, well, well, what that would have been? Uh, it wouldn't like have been here. as good. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, no, because I, 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 f- I think that people would have been reluctant to uh, change my mind about things, mm-hmm. and um, and when when an atmosphere exists where people feel free to say what they think mm-hmm. but then it has to have a center it has to have a, 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 the final decision yes um and and that should be with the director otherwise it doesn't work in my opinion it's not you can't have the final decision by the producer mm. And so, and so, did you want to direct? Uh, eventually, you did direct, obviously, with with Heaven Can Wait. But did anything? Did you come close to directing anything else before that? Were you were you looking at shampoo necessarily? Were you looking at the parallax view as directorial vehicles? Uh, uh, shampoo. Um, I uh, I thought about it a lot, mm-hmm. uh, but then Hal, uh, incredibly collaborative. Uh, um, when I think of Hal, and I, I don't remember Hal, <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't remember, he was, Hal was not as ready to engage in, in disagreement. He would, he was, he would listen. Mm-hmm. And then Hal would make a decision, and and I I don't remember ever feeling that he made the wrong decision. <laughs> uh, I I, I um, and then Robert Town and I would yeah. be sort of loudmouthed between each other and talk, and then Hal would. Uh, so it was a good. It was, but as as Stanley used to say, stay away from the one on one. <laughs> uh, uh, don't do it don't do it, it, it it's uh, then you start questioning yeah uh, the personnel involved and, and 
Uh, now, you mentioned the parallax view. That was yeah. very interesting because the parallax view was a... It took place during a writer's strike. And we had a script that was not in good shape at all. Oh, really? And we had to start shooting. And so Alan Pakulin and I uh, sat and... And one of my chief memories was looking over on my right and seeing uh, a, a, a table where a bunch of the crew is playing poker. And then over on my left, another table where the crew is playing poker because Alan and I were trying to disguise what the <laughs> hell we were going to say. And, um, and, um, and we had Gordon Willis, who was a amazing, yeah. a great cinematographer, and um, it was a, a very enjoyable, um, very collaborative uh, process. But there's no way to say it other than we were writing it as we went along, uh, and and the same thing happened on uh, a movie called McCabe and Mrs. Miller with yes. with with. Uh, uh, Bob Altman. Yes. Did you know about Altman? Uh, did you know him at all? I no, I never had the uh, the the pleasure, sadly. Uh, talk about flexible. <laughs> uh, and he really was a, a very very talented um, person. Yeah. And um, and uh, was very shrewd about uh, the value of improvisation. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, that's another movie that kind of got written as we went along. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Well, it, it feels sometimes like uh, all, uh, well, not all, but most Robert Altman movies were made on the hoof in a way. And there's a there's a, an elliptical energy to them. They, they feel very much in the in the now in the present uh yeah there is an urgency to yeah. uh improvisation yeah and uh and uh um bob would shoot with usually about four cameras wow. and and um we were we were shooting it it, it was um an interesting uh Process where a bunch of the uh, of the small parts were being played by people who were actually, you know, the the, the movie was about building this town, yeah. and we were shooting it where a housing development was being built, <laughs> and so a number of these people grew beards and were in the movie. Amazing, and and uh, it, it was. Um, it was very, uh, very interesting, and and um, the uh, the the character that Julie played yeah. um, in the in the book was not English at all, and so um, a, a very close friend of of Julie's, who knew Cockney rhyming slang very well. And I knew uh, Southern uh, uh, slang yeah. uh, from my father's family in Virginia, oh. and we would get together with, uh, and, and write it as we went along. Amazing. And, and um, there's something to be said for that, and... Uh, it it can bring a kind of energy mm. and discovery mm. that the urgency of the situation inspires, yeah. and uh, and if it didn't cost money to do it the other way, mm -hmm. or, or excuse me, to do it that way. Uh, It would be do. It would be done more often because yeah, it means it can be more creative to not have a plan. Yes, of course, of course. And it's interesting, uh, as you say, it, it it felt very much like the parallax view for you. Uh, it fascinates me that um, that you and uh, Alan Pakula made that film on the hoof because it is one of the great 
conspiracy thrillers. It's one of the great endings in cinema history as well. So yeah. did you have the ending from the off? Did you know how, how it, that movie was going to finish? Um, we went back and forth and back yeah. and forth. And in general, yes, we did. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it, it um, was very enlightening to see how much Gordy Willis's use of light mm-hmm. affected story. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, when, when, when Gordon came up, everyone was outraged in Hollywood, saying, turn the lights on, <laughs> you know? And uh, he didn't. He didn't, no. He no. really didn't. He didn't. Yeah. Um, and just a, a couple of last uh, things, Warren. Uh, I read, uh, again, it was a Fanity Fair uh, profile of you recently. Uh-huh. Uh, you've, you've talked recently about how you turned down Superman, how you turned down Kill Bill, Boogie Nights, all these movies. Uh, and you have your reasons for them, that's, that's, which, is, which is great. The one movie that I... Other people talk about. Other, you've talked about them as well. You've talked uh, about, I, I will you've acknowledge talked about, it if they say, yeah. did you, you know, but, but I, I, I don't bring it up no. when I've turned down movies. Indeed. But, uh, but one movie that was on the list of movies that you had uh, passed on or come close to making was uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Uh, and uh, I'd never read this before, that uh, you had wanted Elvis, Elvis Presley, to star in that movie with you. Yes. Is, is that true? Yes. Wow. That's amazing. Yes. Uh, did you know Elvis? Was, I did not yeah. know Elvis, and I had dinner with his widow Okay. not long ago, and I, said, and I told her this story and I, how much I appreciated Elvis, and he said, I have to tell you that he felt the same way about you. And I was very touched by that. Wow. Um, but I didn't know Elvis. Oh, wow. So it was an, an instinctual thing that uh, he would be... Because I think Elvis is a better actor than people give him credit for. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. And that's why I I thought, now that could be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but at the time, I imagine you said Elvis Presley and the reaction was not that positive. It was... Um, That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame. It's it's. I, I can see it in my head. I can see it. It would work. It worked yeah. out okay. Obviously, the movie yeah, was pretty good. It was good. Those yeah. other guys, what are the names? Newman and Redford. They I were fine. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. You know, um, Beatty and Beatty and Presley together jumping off the cliff at the end. That would have been great. Well, yeah. you, know, you never know. But um, uh, what is next for you, Warren? Have you uh, now that the, the, you're at the, the empty nest stage of your right? Uh, what of your as I said, I keep I have um, um, a couple of things juggling around in my head. If I say what they are, then people will say, "Hey, he's been working on this forever, and then must not be very good or whatever." So I I don't I I refrain from yes uh, from. So if I were to say Dick Tracy, what would you say? I would say I didn't hear you. <laughs> I'm not falling for that one again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I won't repeat it. I won't yeah, repeat it. Yeah. And then the very last thing before I, I let you go is um, I mentioned you and Faye at the Oscars, and I, I have to ask about it to, mm-hmm. an, to an extent. Um, that was a very interesting moment. I think it was a great moment in Oscar history. I think it, it, it was an incredible moment of positivity, ultimately. Uh, my theory is that you had recognized something was wrong and were trying to show the card to Faye. Is that what happened? Is that? Well, I had a kind of choice, I guess, if I were to go back and, and, and try to uh, remember the moment. I, yeah. I, I opened it and I, it, it, I thought it was a misprint. Yeah, that they had by by mistake they had put the name of the actress uh-huh. on the same card, uh-huh. and then I thought I, I didn't want to take the chance of stopping the show and saying, "Hey, we've got a problem here." Yeah, but I thought that if if Faye looked at the card and looked at me, then I then there would be at least two people. <laughs> 
<laughs> to, to say there could be a problem here. Yes, yes. And she was saying to me, hurry up. You know? Yeah, and, and, yeah. And I, get on with it. And yeah. so rather than try to be funny about it, I thought, okay, yeah. show her the card. Yeah. Or, uh, it, but that was very much um, required that she be the person who read the card. Yes. That's part of the thing. I open the envelope after she saying reads. something. Yeah. I hand it to her, and she says what the card says. Yep, yep. shared Shared responsibility. uh, And so she said it a little sooner than (laughs) I thought she would say it. (laughs) And and, uh, I I, um, was kind of, you know, joking with her because she said, hurry up, hurry up, you're you're impossible. And I thought, there there could be a problem here. There could be a problem. But uh, it's interesting that... So much was made of it. Yeah, that's that's um, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, I've uh, I've spoken recently to Barry Jenkins, the director of Moonlight, and uh, three of the actors from Moonlight, and they thank you because that was it's an amazing moment, and no one is ever going to forget that Moonlight won the uh, Best Picture in 2017. Or did it? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? We, 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 we yeah. never know. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Warren Beatty, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank, Thank you so much, sir. Thank, Thank you. you. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. You can All have right. some more biscuits now. It's great. Well, I, I was a little disappointed by the, the, by the bite of that one. <laughs> and that is it. And if you're wondering if Warren Beatty did tell me that anecdote that he stopped himself from telling, well, he did. And it was glorious. And I'm taking it to my grave. Uh, hope you enjoyed the extended interview with an absolute legend. The regular Empire podcast is out every Friday, so please subscribe to that if you don't already. And if you can, leave us lovely reviews on iTunes as well, if that's your bag. No harm in that whatsoever. Uh, our next special podcast is likely to be a spoiler special for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 with the film's writer-director James Gunn. That's going to be out after the film opens in the US, so keep your eyes peeled for that as well. Until then, I've been Chris Hewitt. You've been listening to the Warren Beatty special, and thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.